why am I not losing weight if I am like eating a lot better than I was and like making a lot of healthier choices? And like, it really came down to like my gut health, like post chemo, like my gut has just like not been the same. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But as long as you recognize that the things that are not working for you anymore, you make progress into changing that little by little. Hi, everyone. Welcome to season two. This is Shauna. And this is Rosalina. And we're your hosts for Too Young for This Shit podcast. This podcast is not just about boobs, but a journey with cancer. We are young millennials open about giving you our raw and unfiltered look into our lives. We are in no way medical professionals, nor are we offering medical advice. Any medical references are cited directly from public websites or from our personal diagnosis. Some topics and stories may be triggering to those who are fighting, have fought, or have loved someone with cancer. Hi, everyone. This is Rosalina. This is Shauna. Welcome back to the Too Young for the Ship podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about what steps Shauna and I have been taking to somewhat create our own healthy lifestyle, whatever that looks like to us. But I definitely want to mention before we start is that a healthy lifestyle simply means doing things that make you happy and feel good. You get to decide what your healthy lifestyle looks like. Shauna and I just want to give you just inspiration or if there's something that you're currently dealing with, maybe some of the things that we mentioned on this podcast could help you out, especially you know, going through active treatment and going through all the traumatic events from breast cancer. Sean and I are just simply just trying to get our life back together somewhat. And that means changing some of the things that currently wasn't working for us in the past. Right. Absolutely. And I think also post-pandemic, because I feel like there was a lot of habits that I developed during the pandemic that were probably not the healthiest. I think in so many so many ways, whether it was like, you know, drinking too much or yeah, yeah, you know, things like that, like how I was eating and just like splurging on different things. And I don't know, I just feel like my life the last essentially two years has been nothing normal. And Mm -hmm. now trying to find like you said, like that new normal, like the new groove that I need to like be in to like maintain like health and from a mental, physical standpoint, Yes. And also just like, yeah, like being able to like, like enjoy my life and trying to get back Mm -hmm. on track. So yes, it's like a weird transition. Post-cancer is like, it's a lot harder than I imagined it was going to be. Yes. And it's taking like a lot longer than I thought it would to also get back into like a good groove. I don't know if you're experiencing the same. I think after radiation, I just really wanted to get back to normal as much as possible. So I tried to like force it. About six months later from radiation, I've been experiencing just a few things, which we'll get into. And um, now I'm trying to understand what's best for me and how I could, you know, be more knowledgeable, aware of how I'm feeling mentally and my body's feeling. But before we get into that, I want to ask you this question, Shauna, just about your mental struggles. What are you currently feeling 
or what have you been feeling for the past few months? So kind of like what you said, how you shifted post-radiation, just of like trying to find that new normal and doing it as fast as possible. I did the same. I like went from not working to back at work, like 50 to 60 hours a week. You know, there was no transition, real transition into that. Um, So I definitely like kind of pushed it. My fatigue after radiation was like, I mean, next level, like nothing I've ever experienced. Um, I was crying all the time, just like really struggling to kind of get back on track. And at the same time, in so much pain post-radiation, like uh, from hormone therapy, you know, from the Lupron shot, um, I think just what my body had went through the last year, it all caught up to me, I feel like, after the holidays. January and February were really, really hard for me. You know, I felt like all I was doing was working. I felt like all if I wasn't at work, I was at a doctor's appointment. And then I would be home and I would be so exhausted and just miserable and crying all the time. And then I was kind of like realizing like my quality of life, I think, after radiation was just like basically in the negatives. I was so unhappy. I really I was just kept like saying, like, I don't I feel like I don't have any joy. Like I'm going to work, I'm going to the doctors, I'm coming home. And, you know, and then having like 48 hours on the weekend to try to like get my life together, you know, like trying to be social, trying to get errands done, like clean my apartment. Like, you know, it's just to do that in like 48 hours. Like I just kept prioritizing like, okay, like if I get everything I need to get done, I'll feel accomplished. And even though I felt like, okay, like, yeah, I was getting things done. Like I was lacking the joy. I've just beat cancer and I'm miserable. There's no joy. And so that I think took me a couple of months to try to like figure out. I had just come out of the worst, obviously year of my life and like seeing people and like the, always like the top, the topic of conversation after seeing everyone was like, Oh, like, how are you doing? You know? And it's like, I just, not that I wanted to like forget that it ever happened to me, but like, I guess you do like in a sense, want to not talk about it. Like I have been, you know, kind of going out with like new, new friends, you know, like girlfriends of like Matt's friends and they are essentially like new friends. And it's been so refreshing to like be around people and like, you know, like they've asked, but like, this is not like what I'm talking about constantly, which is so nice. It is like, finally feel like I'm back on like a track of just like getting to not where like cancer is just like a hundred percent every day. Yeah. But socially I felt like I was struggling. I don't know if you felt like that. Like I felt like I didn't know how to like talk to people. And I think that that comes from like a pandemic side too, of just like not socializing like I was and like meeting new people. I almost like don't know how to act. I don't know how to like be the social person I was like before this. So I don't know um, if that like something you're struggling with as well. Yeah. So I would say like definitely in the beginning um, in January when I was just like ready to essentially, to be honest, like forget about cancer. I wanted to create this whole nother like Rosalina. And I was trying to create someone who was different from how I was pre-cancer. So I wanted to be like extroverted and I wanted to just be someone who I guess I 
always secretly wanted to be um, in a way. So I, I try to be super social. I try to forget about what happened to me in the past year. And so when I was making new friends, you know, they don't know what You're I went through. You're new to LA so. as well. It's not like you yes. moved to LA and like had like a social circle. So you ha- you're having to build a social circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had to build yeah. friendships. I had to, you know, start that all over essentially, which I'm used to and I don't mind doing that. But I try to mask what happened to me. Then it got into the point that like I couldn't do that. And when I was trying to be someone, not that who I, who I'm not, because like, you know, people change all the time and, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. But essentially I felt deep inside that I was like lying to myself and not embracing like what I went through because essentially I am a breast cancer survivor and I need to remember that. And so I would try to act normal, be normal, live more like vicariously, eat whatever I want, do whatever I want, essentially. And um, I think it all caught up to me. (laughs) I just thought of this right now. And I wanted to mention this because this makes so much sense. So when I was trying to be someone else and mask the trauma that I went through and how I mentioned I felt like I was lying to myself. I did that because in my mind, I thought if people knew that I went through breast cancer, would they still want to be my friend? And I know that sounds so disheartening for sure, but I really felt that way in the beginning. And so I try to push that away as much as possible. But what I realized and what I was working through with my spiritual coach and uh, my therapist is that you need to be true to yourself. And if people don't accept you, especially since you've gone through this traumatic experience and it doesn't wholeheartedly like defined who you are, like you're so much more than just a breast cancer survivor, then they're not worth your time. And so that's how I shifted my mindset of just like, you know, if you're not filling my cup, essentially, like (laughs) what you can provide to me and what I can provide to you in, in the sense of like who we are as people, not necessarily like what I'm labeled as and like, you're not worth my time. I think like, so unfairly too, I kept comparing me to you. Um, like I kept like being like, Rosalina's doing so great. Like she's just like living life and just really mm-hmm. like, I mean, like I was mm-hmm. just like a disaster crying all the time. and like a mess and that I'd see like you and like going to concerts and vacations. And I'm just like, she's doing great. Like, why can't I be like, like mm-hmm. her? Mm-hmm. And I know that's so unfair because our, our situations are so different, but I kept doing that. And I think that that for me was like so detrimental, I think to my own mental health. Like it had nothing to do with you. It was like me projecting like, this is how I should be doing this. And then on the other hand, like you're doing it. And then you're saying like, it all caught up to you. Like there's only so much 
not that you can fake it because I don't think you were faking it. I think you were just trying so hard to make something work that wasn't working, like that wasn't fitting. Like, is that what you're you're saying? That's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I don't. It's like it's unfair for me to like compare my situation to your situation. Where it's we have different. Like our jobs are different. Um, who we are as people are so different. Like it's not fair to do that. But um, I think like I, I was actually like I in me doing so was like de- detrimental to my own mental it's health. hard to not compare yourself right it, it is hard um you know when you go on social media and you see right. you know all the happy faces and everyone who like finished treatment and just going off with their lives like you wonder shit am i doing something wrong but i think just recentering yourself and Sometimes even getting off of social media right. and just, you know, focusing on who you are, who you want to be and what you're currently going through is is valid. Right. And there's no one size like fits all on how everyone should be handling post-treatment. I mean, there really isn't. And it's like so important, I think, to like note that. And I think we're all just like doing the best we can. And now just also trying to figure out like what works for us. Like, and I think for me, I don't know if you are in like, what fills my yes, cup? Yes. Yes. The analogy of like, what is filling my cup? What is not? Like, and that I think in the last, I'd say like the last month or so, month and a half or so has been like a big thing for me of like picking and choosing what is going to be worth it. What's going to be right. Like what's going to bring me joy. What is going to fulfill me? What is, um, and I think like allowing myself to do that, you know, like, Listen, I can check every list, of, like, do everything on my checklist of things I want to do to my apartment, you know, like, you know, yeah. keeping my life organized and tidy and in every sense. And like, I could check all that off. But like, is right. that going to really fill my cup? Or like if, if me going to brunch with new friends, you know, meeting new people, right. having a different experience going to fill my cup, you know, even though I don't get all those things done. So that I think has like been the balance. I'm trying to find the balance. I think that there's been like a whole collection of things that like we have both adapted, you know, what has worked for us to get us to this point. So what are some of the things that you have done? Maintaining just a close connection with friends, but also with my family. After this cancer shit, you know, we've created more of a closer connection. And um, I value, even though I, I valued family before, I feel like I value it more now. I value my partner. We have a close bond and um, he's my best friend. I value sleep before cancer. I would go to sleep at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It's just fucking insane sometimes. So I definitely don't do that anymore. And I value my sleep. Creating an environment that's less stressful and just doing things that make me happy. So in October, I got a new job and I've been working there, you know, less than a year. And I feel so happy and appreciative. And I have a, a work-life balance. And um, whenever I need to go to the doctor's appointments, I don't need to like over-explain myself. You know, I think the whole first few months of 2022, I was really overworking myself. Like 
very much so. I felt because my employers were so amazing and gave me the time off. And so when I came back that I had to be on and 100% and I work with two very young children. Jonna is a nanny, by the way. Yeah, I nanny in New York. And, and it was killing me, like literally from every standpoint, like emotionally, physically, I was so exhausted and I was coming home and I was so miserable that it was, it was affecting my relationship with my partner. Um, I didn't have the energy to put into it. My partner had started a new job in the fall and we were both like, basically it felt like living, like we were living in the same house, but we were like living two different lives, you know, and it affected our relationship a lot. And I think, you know, now that I have been prioritizing, like doing fun things and making sure that I have that joy so that I'm not this miserable, sad, crying person all the time, I think has been definitely helping. I think all my relationships with my friends, you know, I think we all have those friends that we like vent to, you know, when we're having a bad day. But it was getting to the point where I was like talking to like, even like my best friend, Maddie, and being like, just crying all the time. And like, I don't, it wasn't fair to like put all of my shit on everybody else. So yes, I think being social has helped, you know, all of my relationships and trying to just like make sure that like we're having fun. I think it's so important. But yeah, my, my work life was killing me. I had to like kind of sit down with my boss and say, you know, like, not that I have to cut back on hours, but if I could come in later on certain days, uh, I mean, I'm there from basically seven. 45 to 7 p.m. Like it's almost a 12 hour day. Their life is hectic. They have two kids that are under three years old. They want to go on all these trips and have friends. And, you know, they're, we want to change my work schedule. It, it's become like a lot to also manage my life and their life. So I'm trying to find that work balance. I think uh, this summer is going to really be like a good test of that. My body is still healing. And it's like, that's another thing that I absolutely need to remember is like, my body is needs to heal from the inside out too. And that's like another thing that I feel like I, you know, I've been really on myself about the weight that I gained during treatment. Um, this is like right now the heaviest I've ever been. And then also being on the hormone meds, not being able to lose weight. And I've been really hard on myself. I mean, I've always had like a very pear-shaped body. I've always gained weight in like my legs and my butt, but like I feel like I gained weight in places that I never gained weight before this. And I was really being hard on myself. Now that I am off of the hormone meds and like my body is regulating back to my regulating back, like my hormones are starting to regulate now. I've lost some weight and like feeling really good about it. As terrified I am to like have my hormones back, like there is a part of me that feels like I'm back. My pre-cancer body is back, like how I'm feeling, like I'm not in so much pain. I, I met with like uh, the nutritionist from my cancer center to kind of like figure out what can I do? What can I do? I'm hitting my rings every day, but I'm not losing any weight. Now I'm starting to see right. some weight loss, which is like kind of it's good for like my mental health too. Like to me, it's like being being quote unquote healthy, which it is. Like exactly. I have never been this heavy in yep. my life. I want to be at a good weight. I just want to feel good. Like honestly, that's really what it comes down to. Like not from like a number on the scale, but like, I just like, I want to feel good in my body. I want my body to feel good. I want my body to feel like it's being nourished. And it's just like, I was living in a foreign body and then trying to navigate that is just, it was hard trying to figure out, you know, like what I need to be eating more of eating less of, you know, I'm really trying to curve my like sweet tooth, which I, I feel like I have in the last couple of weeks of Matt and I are like big ice cream people. I would love ice cream that's what I want at night. It's terrible, you know, but I've like shifted to now, like I have an apple in the evening. Yeah. Like, I'm big mm -hmm. on apples right now. Like, you know, so just like things like that, like those little minor, even like they tweaks on my eating habits. Yes. 
you know, like trying to eat like a little bit more like gluten free now than I am like I ever was. And like, you know, a lot of protein and like, you know, especially um, for like surgery, healing and things like that, like trying to make sure that I have like a certain amount of protein every day. Yep. It's it's kind of exhausting, but at the same time, it's like I know like for long for the long run, it's gonna be it will get easier and I'll feel better. Right. Do you feel that I, I don't know how many times you've seen the nutritionist, but have she given you some pointers that are helping you? She felt like really pissed after seeing her because it was just like I like took time out of my day to for her to give me the generic, you know, like eat your vegetables. It's like, I'm doing all that shit. I'm doing everything. And the, the, my weight is not budging. Any, everything she told me, it's like literally what like my oncologist was telling me the whole time, eat a balanced diet. Like, no, like it, it, she kind of pissed me off. I'm not going to lie to you. I also started to really shift. Like, why am I not losing weight? If I am like eating a lot better than I was and like making a lot of healthier choices. And like, it really came down to like my gut health, yes. like post chemo, like my gut has just like not been the same. Like my GI issues, you know, um, heartburn, stomach issues, like pain, bloating. I feel bloated all the time. I've never experienced this before. And finally I had talked to my radiology oncologist, nurse practitioner who I adore. And she's so thorough. She's like one of the most thorough like people that I've seen in my entire cancer journey. And she was just like, I need you to get tested for a bunch of things. Like I need you to go see this gastro doctor. Like, let's get this on track because it's like obviously affecting, like it's affecting my mood. I'm exhausted, the fatigue, um, the uncom- like I'm uncomfortable. I have this like belly like that I've never had before. I never gained weight in my stomach and now I do. And it's really bloated and uncomfortable feeling. And so I ended up going to see a gastro doctor, which, you know, they started to run a bunch of tests and I will have an endoscopy at the end of June to kind of like go in and like see, but she does believe that there is like a bacterial, you know, I have good bacteria fighting bad bacteria. And this is like just what chemo did to my gut. And like now just trying to figure out how to get myself like back on track. Like I've, I've, I mean, I'm in like, like microbiome, like reddit groups of just like what did people do like what probiotics are you taking is it a probiotic that's like you think is messing up your gut so yeah i've been really just trying to get the gut under control because i think that that is also affecting my fatigue my mood not a lot of people talk about gut health let me just say at all so i am so happy that you're i think it's your radiation oncologist yes nurse Mm -hmm. right yeah, you she's great. I love her. Yes. I'm so happy that she mentioned that. Sometimes you just think that you can't get the weight off because of the stuff they're eating, where it could just be that you you have a leaky gut and there are just bad bacteria that's just taking over that, you know, it's just really difficult for you to lose yeah. that weight. Yeah, I think that's super important and it should be talked about more often. But I do want to say in the beginning, Shauna, when you went back to work and you were going back full time and just hearing more and more about what you were going through and the long hours that you had to work, I I really, really felt for you. And I wish that I could just like come and like just give you a hug. I knew that was drowning you. And I wanted you to make the choice of talking to your boss and explaining, hey, like 
<laughs> my body is healing still and I mentally and physically like can't do this. Yeah. And I believe you had that conversation at one point with your boss. And it, that is just so important just to being true to yourself and realizing what you can do and what you physically and mentally can't do. I know. I think that it was it was really in my own way. You know, I, I put so much pressure on myself, like feeling like I needed to be 100%, like rather than just saying like, you know, I, I need to go home a little early today. Like I'm not doing well, you know, and just I pushed it. I pushed it too hard because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. Like I didn't want, you know, like I didn't want my employers to think like they waited, they got a temporary nanny and like waited for me to come back. They like wanted to keep me on and I wanted to be there. So I felt like I really needed to like perform, overperform. And I mean, I did the best I can, but I killed myself doing it. And it's not, it wasn't on them. It was me. It was the own pressure I was putting on myself. Right. I didn't feel like it was them. It was me. It was me doing it to myself. And like that also like isn't a fair thing to do. Like I, I felt, I just was on this like wave of like, you're failing and get it together. And like I, so I was overperforming in every aspect of my life and caught up to me and it wasn't great. And, um, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out how to, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to find the balance and everything. Yeah. At the end of the day, like you don't want to lose your job. No one wants to lose their job. Right. So like, because they gave you all this time, like you felt like you needed to perform, like you needed to give everything to them because they gave everything to you. Right. And I, and I was like a machine. Like that's how I felt like I'm not a machine. Like I, I need to rest. My body is still like in no shape to even be working these hours right now. And like, I, I had to shift it to like, I doing, I'm going to do the best I can. If it doesn't work for them, then they have to do obviously what is best for their family dynamic and like their family. And like, if it's replacing me, then it's replacing me. But like, I can only give so much. And yeah. I think like when it comes to even like a mind shift, I've had to mind shift a lot of things recently, I feel like of just um, when it comes to stress, like stress in general, what stress can do to your body is just so unbelievable. And I am somebody that always needs to be 20 steps ahead. I need to literally pick apart every situation and expect all of these crazy things that could ever possibly happen that probably won't because if I am caught off guard, it's way worse for me. You know, like if I can at least expect that it's going to happen and mentally prepare myself, I'm way better in that situation. But that requires so much energy, right? It requires like an obscene amount of energy to have to live like that. And that also causes Mm -hmm. a lot of stress. And like living in a body like that constantly is exhausting. I recognize it. I've recognized that I've lived my life like this probably my entire life, which obviously comes from how I grew up. And and um, the amount of like chaos that in the house that I grew up in, and um, these are coping mechanisms, defense mechanisms. Like I'm aware of it, and I talk about it in therapy. And my my therapist, I mean, I was having like crazy, crazy, like basically like PTSD moments. Like I was having like very, very visual like thoughts of like getting hit by a car, getting into car accidents, getting hit by a car with the baby, pushing the baby in the stroller that I was working at. Like, that is crazy. Like, and it got to the point where I was in therapy being like, am I crazy? Like, why am I thinking like this? Like, I don't even know why I'm thinking like this. Like, they're, they're obviously like, this could happen to me at any point. 
you know, I could be walking down the street and get hit by a car at any point, but like, why in this moment right now am I having these thoughts? Right. Yeah. And she's like, well, just like, you need to start like holding space for it and saying like, you know, like, yeah, like, but what if that doesn't happen? Have a thought. You don't have to live in that thought, like recognize it and let's move forward, you know, and trying to incorporate that into my everyday life has been like a lot more helpful. I'm not sitting here obsessing over things that could possibly happen that will probably never happen. And I'm saving that energy for other things. But going in situations like, you know what, if that does happen, we'll cross that bridge when it does happen. You know, and it's it's definitely been like a way better place to live. And granted, like, these are things that like I'm learning every day. This isn't like happen overnight. Like I have therapy every week, but like you know, I have to constantly try to, to think this way and shift these thoughts. And like, yes, it's exhausting, but I do believe it's helpful. It's just progress. And I also don't need to also live in a place where I just like have to just look at the bright side of everything. Like that's also not a fair way to live as well. So like literally recognizing like, yeah, like this sucks, but I don't have to live there. Exactly. Living that way is like a, it's like I'm living in a better body right now. That's just like so good. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad you've like gotten to that point. Yeah. Well, your mind yeah. and body are so connected. You know, like I said, it's not every day is like that, but like I'm learning more. And more but you're better. learning. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, yeah, nobody's ever like, I can't snap my fingers and be like, oh, this is uh, today. I'm going to live like this. Like, no, I think just, you know, like we always, we, you know, we've talked about like giving ourselves grace on this podcast a lot. And I think it's easier said than done. We all go through different uh, things in life. And it's always going to be a thing where you're continuously working on yourself. It's never going to end. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But as long as you recognize that the things that are not working for you anymore, you make progress into changing that Mm -hmm. little by little. And, you know, it's not going to change overnight. What you mentioned, Shauna, like it just takes time. You need to be patient. Some of the things in, in terms of just nutrition and staying active. One of the things that you know I did in the beginning of this year was dancing, right? And that is essentially just cardio. But what was missing was the strength training, increasing my bone health and making sure that I'm constantly focusing on that and also combat the side effects that I have been getting in terms of the aromatase inhibitor and the Lupron shots. I decided that I believe it's the past five weeks now I joined a gym and the primary reason is to start lifting weights, obviously just going small and then maybe potentially going big. But you know, my my whole point of that is just to improve my mobility of my left arm. But, you know, as I mentioned, it's essentially just to prevent bone loss, um, especially since I'm on this medication. The other thing that I did was my boyfriend has an electric bike. He got as a gift <laughs> from his work. I mean, it's like a rental, but I say it's a gift because I just think it's amazing that his company just rented him this electric bike. But he was just like, hey, you should purchase a bike too so we can go on bike rides. I purchased the bike, not an electric bike, but uh, I bought it at a pawn shop and I got it like 
fixed up a bit, just checked, uh, like went to the bike shop, uh, checked for inspections and stuff. We've been going on bike rides just like a few times going down Santa Monica. So that's been super fun and just another fun. way to to stay yeah. active. Nat and I do that a lot when we're out east and it's like fun. It is. It really is. Yeah. Just get that fresh air. I just yeah. feel like you've accomplished so much <laughs> the day yeah. instead of just like sitting on the couch, you know? <laughs> In terms of just nutritional, like education, being up to date in the knowledge that I can gain from different sources that I find online, I've been following different Instagram accounts and also podcasts about holistic health and ways to like better eat your food, essentially. So, one of the Instagram accounts that I follow, her name is Glucose Goddess. She is a biochemist who creates simplistic comparison charts of different food groups and how to eat the food that could flatten or decrease your glucose spikes. The key things that I've learned from her is that big glucose spikes lead to inflammation, aging, gaining weight, and not being able to burn fat, deregulated hormones, energy swings, hunger, and cravings. How she calculated the way that you should eat your food in the right order is to eat your veggies first, then your protein and fats, then your starch. And if you want to eat dessert, it's best to do it after you eat a meal and not on an empty stomach. And then also after you eat a meal, you walk to just get all that food to just process well in your body and and such like that. So I've been doing that for a few months now. I've been eating my vegetables first and then, you know, going through that order. And I definitely feel that my cravings has lessened for sure. I just felt like my overall mood has changed. The other Instagram account that I've been following for like the past two years, but I just love who she is. I love her personality and I love who she is as a person. Her name is Organic Olivia. She's an herbalist. She's like 28 years old. So she's kind of similar to, to my age, but even though she has her own set of brands, she sells like tincture herbs and different supplements, but like She takes you through the things that she's currently going through in her life. Just a couple things that she was going through is like minimizing caffeine and the reason why she's doing that. And she kind of takes you throughout that whole journey, um, which I think is like absolutely amazing and sometimes like inspirational as well, because then you're like, oh, should I minimize caffeine as well? She also did like a challenge where she walked like three times a day for the past, I think, couple months. And she noticed that her overall mood has changed, has elevated. She felt like in terms of her weight, she lost a few pounds. She feels great. Whenever she shares her stories on Instagram, I think it just comes organically. And it's something that she's currently dealing with. And she wants to share with her followers, like what she's doing to, you know, better her lifestyle, her health, and she's continuously like working and and being educated. And the other thing I've learned, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if I'm just like the dumb one who knows, but I learned about dental health from her. 
And one of the key things that I learned that I completely changed, <laughs> like how I um, do my oral health is essentially flossing before brushing. I've always done it where I brush my teeth first, then I floss. But it's a total game changer for me when I floss first, then brush. I don't know about you, Shauna, if you do that in that order. <laughs> no, I think I've done it backwards. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, no. I, why, why so? Just out of curiosity. What I've learned is that you want to take the gunk out because if you brush yeah. your teeth first, it like pushes the gunk in. And it might be harder for you to take everything out once you floss after. When I've been flossing first and then brushing like after like six months. When I went to see the dentist, he mentioned that my teeth looked great. Because a lot of times when I've been to the dentist in the past, they always tell me that um, I need to floss more. I bleed Um, with my gums and sometimes I don't look healthy. But at this point in my life, they have been looking healthy because I've been flossing every fucking day. (laughs) So yeah, I think oral health is important as well. And also because chemo can like really mess with your teeth as well. And that is exactly why I've decided to take my oral health seriously. In terms of a podcast, I listen to Dr. Gonzalez. I believe his podcast is called Heal Thyself. He's a naturopathic doctor who is focusing on giving people the tools they need to truly heal from the inside out and bringing in experts to talk about relative issues about health. Bringing in experts, what are the things that we need to look for currently? What is being like toxic in our environment, in the clothes that we wear, in the makeup that we buy and then talks about stress and gut health. He mentions as well. So I just find his podcast to be super informative. I just think that overall knowledge is great to have. One of the experts that he brought in, her name is Dr. Yvonne. She's a toxicity expert. Some of the things that I've learned from her is purchasing skincare and makeup products that are non-toxic. Cosmetics and personal care products are the most underrepresented sources of toxic exposure. She empowers you to be more educated and knowledgeable on learning to read the ingredient labels and how to live a low toxic life. So I follow her on Instagram as well. And, you know, I've gradually started to like shift over some things, but then I kind of stopped that. And then I kind of continued with like the bronzer that I used to wear and I loved. And now I shifted back into only using like clean makeup products and personal care products. The thing that she mentions that you want to get rid of stuff like one thing at a time, right? Like you don't want to do it all at once because you're going to overwhelm yourself. Definitely did it in different stages because I just want to live a low toxic lifestyle as much as I can in terms of like the products that I use on my body. Those are the the IG accounts and the podcasts that I've been listening to. And then lastly, just want to mention, I went to see a naturopathic doctor. And the reason why I decided to see one is because I loved, 
absolutely love the naturopathic doctor that I had back in Seattle. I felt that I've learned so much more than a traditional physician that I've seen in the past. In my personal opinion, I felt that they provide way more information of just understanding how your body works, being more educated on like what causes inflammation and toxin in your body. Also, they talk about gut health, where I feel like my primary physician does not, and I've never had any doctor talk about gut health. We talked about different tests. I took a microbiome gut health test, and I also took a heavy metal exam. I actually just saw her this past Wednesday, and we went through my results. And essentially, with the heavy metals test, everything was normal. But in terms of like the gut health, I do have a few information of just bad bacteria. And so she's been helping me in trying to get rid of those. But one of the things that I love about her is the first thing that I mentioned to her was I have breast cancer. You cannot (laughs) prescribe me with anything that could disrupt the current medication that I have or anything that produces hormone, estrogen or progesterone. And so I specifically mentioned that to her. I absolutely love her. And I feel that I've gotten so much education from her um, in terms of different ways that I can take care of my body besides just seeing an oncologist and how I can prevent cancer. Because the thing that I got frustrated with with my oncologist, maybe I just thought that my oncologist is knowledgeable in everything. And I and I felt like maybe she could tell me about like how to take care of my body in general, but essentially they don't provide that information. And I think they are only an expert in like oncology per se. They're not an expert in like nutrition or, or any of that. So I don't think they could really provide you like in-depth information. I was really frustrated with my oncologist and I was like, okay, maybe she's not the right person to ask these specific questions. I think it needs to be someone else who is more knowledgeable. I definitely learned so much from my naturopathic doctor and those are the steps I've gradually been taking. This didn't happen all in one night. Like (laughs) These have gradually been a thing over the past six months that I've been educating myself. I think that this was like a I don't know, I kind of like love that we did this episode. I feel like there's, it's like, there's right. no like rhyme or reason to getting like your body back into some sort of rhythm. It could be like anything from like mental health, gut health, um, diet, exercise, going out with friends, like such a a wide variety of things to do to like maintain whatever like this quote unquote healthy lifestyle is, you know, everybody is different. Exactly. It's whatever works for you mentally and physically. Thank you all for listening and supporting our podcast. Sharing our stories with you has been incredibly healing for both of us. And we hope it helps other women in their journeys through breast cancer. Ladies, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and fellow breasties. 
Help us reach more women by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram at TYFTS Podcast and email us at TYFTS Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys, so shoot us a message. We will link any resources from the episode in our show notes. 